previously on Film Sukhoi. Soliloquy. Okay. Previously on Film Sukhoi. Soliloquy. Previously on Film Sukhoi. So I've, I made a decision. So if any of us loses this bet, right? A bet in the beginning where whoever spends money during lunch, during our gentleman's bet, uh, the movie that you will have to watch. Are you ready? I'm ready. Drum roll, please. The Hangover Part 3, baby. Oh, God. You're making me. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. All right. Yeah. Like we always do with this. Yeah. Yeah, like we always do at this time I go for mine and made plans for yours Cause I got the shine Go bar for bar, go line for line Like Kobe in 99, I'm so close to prime Bad bitch by my side, I'm so close behind We living in a moment, there's no post to bind You think there was a deal that I'm supposed to sign The gang's just a mountain that I'm supposed to climb I remember man, 11 years old when I made it to go Up in Hello and welcome to Films of Lillifree This is a bonus episode Many months and years it seems ago uh, Mr. Jason and I made a bit of a wager. Uh, by the way, my name is Jeff. With me is my co-host, Jason. Hey, hey bonus episode. So, we made a wager. <laughs> so. <laughs> we made a wager that um, we wouldn't spend any money while at work. Our 8 to 5, we weren't going to go out for lunch. We weren't even going to go down to the vending machine. Uh, it's just a way and, to save money. And you can't even take money from somebody else, like borrow or something. That's cheap. Right. You couldn't cheat the system. Okay. So the whole point was to save money, but then Jason made the rules really strict. At some point, a friend of mine said, like, hey, man, you want to grab lunch? And I said, you know, I do want to grab lunch. I want to grab lunch so much so that I'm willing to lose this bet. And this bet was if if Jason lost, he would have to watch the movie Stay, starring Ryan Gosling and Ewan McGregor, which is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And if I lost, I'd have to watch The Hangover Part 3. I lost, and this is my review of The Hangover Part 3. You ready, Jason? I'm ready, man. This is uh, months in the making, and hell, how long Years. did the bet last? The bet was like, what, we, we, we did well. It was like two and a half months, I want to say. Yeah, we did pretty well. It took a while. Um, there were a couple times you were close to losing, and I had really hoped you would, mm, so yeah, I wouldn't man. have to watch this. Do pokey just to bowls. give you pokey bowls are my weakness, and chicken wings, obviously. What, um, what fellowship your... with uh, my church friends, or it's mine, you know? What What was your what food did you actually end up eating to lose this bit? Uh, I had uh, Leonardo's deep dish pizza. Yep. Yeah, that's that's worth losing for. And if you would have said yeah. something like you went to Subway, uh, hell, <laughs> I I wouldn't eat Subway if I were playing on Survivor. And they, hey, we brought Subway sandwiches for everyone. Nah, I'm good. Oh, you would cr- you would like a MacGyver some boat and get straight. I, off the I would eat a tree. I just I don't care. Um, so 
I had to review The Hangover Part 3, which came out in 2013. It's directed by Todd Phillips. It stars uh, Zach Galifianakis, Bradley Cooper, Ed Helms, and uh, famously the bane of my existence, uh, Mr. Ken Jeong. Mm. Who's really not the bane of my existence. This character that he plays, Mr. Chow, is... um, and Jason specifically picked Hangover Part 3 because it has the highest percentage of Mr. Chow. Uh, I've got a... Like, okay. I don't know if you want to get into it. Jason, your uh, ethnic background has uh, some Asian in it, right? Yep, sure Would it that does. Be fair to say? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about his portrayal? As He's an Asian man, so obviously as the white guy, I have nothing to say, but how do you feel about it? 100% accurate, man. Okay, well, uh, you know, maybe I'll just edit this out. I'm just going to beep that because, oh my gosh. Okay, and another thing, before we get into the full thing, as uh, a black man, how do you feel about Zach Galifianakis's use of the N-word in this film? It's a movie, man. Okay, so uh, this movie <laughs> It's not like he goes around out... his day and day saying that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm with you. I just... I, it caught me off guard, was all. This didn't seem like... You know, it wasn't like watching... Um, Django. Django, where it was the time period. It, 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 you, it, it makes sense in that point, right? I mean, you kind of have to. Mm-hmm. But in this, it just was like a... A, not even a funny joke um, to me, anyway. But anyway, all right. So you know the part that movie- you, you had you had texted me throughout some uh, the time the timeline of this movie, and there was this one scene I swear he thought wasn't going to be funny, but he ended up laughing where his dad died and he's making a eulogy at his dad's funeral, and he's <laughs> I'll let you tell the joke, but I thought you didn't think that would have been funny. <laughs> so yeah, so let's get into the story. Uh, which takes place immediately after the events of Hangover 2, which I have not seen and cannot tell you what happened other than I believe Mr. Chow was arrested. I know that Ed Helms' character got a tattoo, and it looks like it has since been removed. Uh, And there were some other references to the previous films littered throughout this movie. Like, this movie seemed to be a, hey, you remember that? Hey, you remember that? Hey, you remember that? And for someone who saw the first movie when it came out years ago and didn't enjoy it and have not watched it since, skip part two, and then part three is just littered with references to the first two films, I was not the target audience here. <laughs> this is like the perfect fail movie, man, for you. Like This, you, you, you really... <laughs> I mean, you probably could have picked a worse movie because at least this was like a, a hour nine, an hour 30, hour 40 maybe, and... The actors are like, I mean, Ed Helms, Galifianakis, Bradley Cooper. These are all actors I really like. Like, I can tell you things that they've done that I enjoyed. Maybe not so much. I'm not a big Galifianakis fan, but Ed Helms on The Office. Bradley Cooper is Rocket Raccoon. And and he's in the movie Yes Man, a movie we both really like. Uh, You know, it just. There are probably worse movies you could have picked. Oh yeah, for sure. But this, like the third as far as a as a means of torture, uh, I think you you've you've done the right thing and given <laughs> me this one. Hey, so real like quick, I said, real quick, one mm-hmm. reference I'm sure you didn't get 
the and I'm jumping straight at the end, which is has no bearings on your review. The very end, where obviously Mr. Chow comes back, <laughs> drugs them all, and Ed Helms has some titties. That's is because he's infatuated with transvestites in the second movie. <laughs> that didn't happen in my movie. <laughs> oh, he didn't. I must. There must be an unrated version. Oh man! Right at the very end is like you didn't see it. That had, it, had, it had to have been there. I think it was even on the unrated version. Had to be. You must have. You must have I, ended the movie qu- too quickly. Uh, that was it. Post credits because no, I didn't was, see this at all. No, it was. It was right at the end of the movie. It was not post credits. I promise you, I would have remembered that if this were the movie I saw. Because hmm. the movie. All right, we'll get to it. Yep. All right. No more goofing around. So the movie starts off with. Chow's in prison, and actually, uh, you don't ever see him in prison, but you see, like, the warden or someone go into his cell, and they basically almost, like, shot for shot this right out of Shawshank, where he, Chow has dug a hole under a poster, he moves the poster away, and the camera is within this hole that's in the wall of Mr. Chow's cell, and it zooms out as the warden looks through it. It's, like, right out of Shawshank. Um... So why is he in prison? I don't know. Uh, in the second movie, and it's been a quite a while, but it had to do with him um, selling guns, and uh, like there's a, a cash transaction, and the DEA were all over him. Like he had to put in a password to do the pa- uh, the I transaction, don't care anymore. and his password you know, I, was so- baloney. <laughs> and he was a big joke. Like he said, he had to make the, he had to change the password to baloney one because they had to make you add a number. And it's just yeah. Anyway, yeah, um, sorry I asked. Okay, so <laughs> um, I realized it was rude of me to ask and then interrupt, but I really don't care. <laughs> so he gets out of prison, but it, I don't know. Then Zach Galifianakis is at his. He's oh, Zach Galifianakis is driving home on the highway. He has purchased a giraffe. Now I don't know if this is right at the end of the second movie, but he's driving with a trailer this, and the, a giraffe these is events, in the back. This movie takes a, two years after the events of Bangkok, so some time has passed for sure. Okay, so anyway, he's driving with this giraffe. He's like, I'm living my best life. I got a giraffe. And he's passing under these underpasses, and you pretty much immediately know what's going to happen. He drives under an underpass. It decapitates the giraffe, which causes a huge accident behind him, which causes him to have a fight with his dad, who then has a heart attack almost immediately afterwards and dies. So you cut to the eulogy, and Zach Alphanakis is, you know, my dad and I were, uh, he likes to call him his life partner, which makes people weird. But, and then he says, um, you know, there are a lot of people I would have rather died first like my mom, which got a <laughs> chuckle out of there. I think there were two to three parts where I actually laughed out loud. Um, and, and that was one of them. Uh, there was another line we'll get to that made me laugh pretty briefly. It was actually uttered by Mr. Chow. Uh, so basically his family or and his friends, the original, they call themselves the wolf pack, the, the three members of this group that include Bradley Cooper, some guy named Doug, who's not really in these movies and, um, Ed Helms. And they say, Hey, we're going to do an intervention and we're going to send him to this, I guess like a psych ward or some place for him to get better. 
and but it's a road trip. So of course this is going to go wrong. I'm probably going to skip scenes, but they they hit the road and um, almost immediately things pretty much go awry. Some group in a U-Haul runs them off the road. They're wearing pig masks and they, they grab all the guys and they throw them in the trunk and they drive to the desert somewhere and out of the trunk comes Mike Epps. Um, and he's got a gun and... Black um, Doug. <laughs> Black Doug. And he's working for... John Goodman, who I'm guessing is not in any of the previous films. So he's so in the very first movie, he's referenced one time when um, Mike Epps character was giving the drugs to um, Zach Galifianakis, uh, Alan, and the bags got mixed up. And he said, Marshall's going to be pissed off on this one. And it was a reference to him because that's Marshall. OK, well, so apparently he. John Goodman, who I will refer to as John Goodman from here on out, is mad because Mr. Chow has taken some money from him and he wants to get it back. And he figures the Wolfpack is the best team to do it. So Doug, being the guy who's not allowed to be in these movies, is used as a uh, hostage until they are able to deliver Mr. Chow. I always find it funny. It's like, Obviously, Bradley Cooper's a name, Ed Helms and Galifianakis are all big names. And then there's this guy that no one's ever heard of playing this character named Doug, who is missing for most of the first movie. I believe you said he's not even in the second movie. Very and briefly. He's missing the for the most of this one. So why is he here? I guess just to be uh, in distress. Um, <laughs> Basically, his character. Yeah, you barely see be, him. He's he's like the princess in Mario. <laughs> right. So he's always gone and they say, well, you better find Mr. Chow. And basically Galifianakis has been almost like a pin pal to um, Mr. Cho. And there's a line here that, again, one of the three times I laughed at this movie, he's reading off one of the texts that uh, he received from Mr. Chow in prison. And it, and it is, oh my God, I can't believe the McGrib is back. I wish it were here year round, which I did not see coming. That was pretty funny that they were geeking out over the McRib to me. So they know kind of whereabouts Mr. Chow is. They hunt him down and they, I don't, I'm going to skip a bunch of garbage. They, they find Mr. Chow <laughs> and they, they decide that. Yeah, well, Mr. Chow's <laughs> mad. He sees, like, Mr. Chow likes Zach Galifianakis, but he doesn't like the other two guys, so he sees Bradley Cooper and Ed Helms in the car, and he attacks the car, but then Bradley Cooper's like, oh, we missed you, and Mr. Chow buys it, and then they talk about, hey, you owe this money, and he's like, well, I actually have the money, but it's in this house of mine on this hill, and it's down in the basement. I brick-walled it in. We got to go in there and get it some losers living in my house or whatever. So they go there, they break into the house, they get, well, before this. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, so, you, got, you got to talk about when they're trying to disarm the system, though. That part has uh, me yeah, rolling. Yeah. <laughs> but before that, so they're in Mr. Chow's apartment, and they you learn that Mr. Chow is into cockfighting, and he has these <laughs> roosters in he's, he's, his house. He's, he's he's like down and he's hiding in Mexico. They're they're in Mexico, like Tijuana right now. So Yeah. It's, so he's into cockfighting and he has these deadly roosters in their house and they they get free. Everyone's getting attacked. They end up 
you know, Mr. Chow has to basically kill them all off. And he says another line that made me laugh. And he's like, they're like, hey, what's wrong with these chickens? And he's like, well, I, get, I feed them cocaine and chicken, which, again, <laughs> that popped me a little bit. That's the last time I laughed in this movie. So we uh, they, they, they go to do this raid where they're trying to disarm the alarm system. Yeah. And Ed Helms is in there with Mr. Chow. And Ed Helms has three wires. So it's like a yellow, a blue and a red. Oh, red, and green, like, and okay, blue. Mr. Red, green. Red, green, and blue. He's like, Mr. Chow, which one do I cut? You cut the gray one. He goes, gray? I don't have gray. Well, I have light gray, gray, and dark gray. And he's like, but I'm colorblind. So Ed Elms has to go over. They figured well, out. Well, they well, cut before, the he's like, hold on. He goes, All right, cut, cut the left one. He goes, my left? He goes, oh, wait, I'm dyslexic too. <laughs> but dyslexia has nothing to do with not left from right. Exactly. <laughs> So I picked this I, movie, man. I know you. I hate this movie. Okay. So they end up disarming the alarm. They go downstairs. Uh, Bradley Cooper breaks through this brick wall that the money is hidden behind, which is just these large gold bricks. They grab all the money. Kin Chow's at the top of the stairs while all the other guys are in the basement. He's like, is that all of it? They're like, yes. He says, are you sure? Yes. Are you sure you're sure? Yes. And Mr. Chow locks them in the basement and drives off. They get out of the basement, right? Yeah, they get out of the basement. Well, he, before he know. leaves, he flips the alarm on so they can get caught. So the police yes. show up. Uh, okay, so they end up in jail, right? Yep. And then they get they get their bail gets posted. Uh, they are driven in a limousine back to the same house they just took all this gold bullion from. And who's at the house? But John Goodman, and John Goodman is upset because uh, the money's gone. His dogs have been killed where uh, they said they were just going to tranquilize the dogs. Yeah. And they, Stu was find, like, we only tranquilized them. We didn't kill them. He goes, oh, yeah, your dogs you didn't are know. Fine. He's like, you didn't know. Leslie yeah, on Mr. his Chow. way out snapped their necks. <laughs> yeah, just, okay. And then, so he shoots Mike Epps, who I guess was head of his security, yep. and he blames Mike Epps. But he keeps the other guys alive because he needs them to find Mr. Chow. Because they've done it once. You can do it again. You find this guy. Uh, turns out he is in, Mr. Chow is in Vegas. So now one of the things I do remember is the first movie takes place in Vegas. So now the references really start coming. Heather Graham is in this. And I believe in the first movie she married Ed Helms. Yeah, they had, an, um, yeah, they had like one of those uh, Las Vegas weddings. And then, and then there was it. a baby. Now, yeah. uh, remind me, I remember there was the baby, and mm -hmm. I remember that Zach Galifianakis called him Carlos. Yeah. Who is, is he biologically the child of Heather Graham? No, hell no. He lied to that kid. He's not his dad. <laughs> no. Well, what's Heather Graham's relationship to the kid? Oh, no, that's, that is her son. I thought you meant Zach Galifianakis was that. His no. Dad. no. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, is her I, biological I, son. Yeah, I caught that lie, but sh that baby is not related to any of the members of the Wolf Pack. No, right? absolutely not, no. So, so the baby is like a big deal in the first movie, and in this movie, he's like two to three years old. He's adorable, and Zach Galifianakis has a conversation with him, and I think it's well, supposed that's an to advanced, make to be... That's an advanced baby, man. He's got to be at least four or five. <laughs> Well, it doesn't talking. matter, but he is talking. They have a conversation, and he asks if Zach is his real dad, and Zach's like, yeah. 
and there's my dad I let down and I guess it's supposed to be this heartfelt moment or whatever but I don't care <laughs> like that's one of the things that gets me about like this movie and Harold and Kumar is I don't like any of these people they're all bad people like I mean Zach Alphanek is probably isn't really a bad person he's just naive and misguided but um Bradley Cooper certainly is like he straight up wants to murder Mr. Chow um and then Ed Helms is just an asshole but I don't know I just don't like the any of the characters in this movie that's what and makes so, picking this movie for you so awesome for your disdain for the first one I know that's the point I get it all right I get that that's why you made me watch this all right I get it but now I've watched it and I gotta get it out <laughs> I bet you won't lose a bet again. <laughs> okay, where were we? So you warned me about the pawn shop scene. Yep. And the pawn shop scene didn't bother me that much. Like, I, that's one thing about this movie. Like, I can point at things in the first movie, even though I didn't enjoy it, and it'd be like, at least that was memorable. There's nothing memorable. Like, nothing happens here. It's not even offensive. It's just nothing. Exactly. Like, the that's, whole movie. That's why I pointed out to you, because literally that banter between him selling the gold and Melissa McCarthy, who's Cassie, you know, she's sitting behind the counter. That exchange between her and uh, Zach Galifianakis, I mean, literally, that was not to advance the plot at all, only to show that Chow's been there and that he sold the gold. That's it. Yet it was drawn well, out for another five minutes, which I knew you would The hate. ending of them... Okay, so my movie ended in a wedding. Are you sure the boob job thing happened in this movie? 100%. Absolutely. Because they ended in a wedding, and then immediately after the wedding, they wake up in a, a, like a tore-up hotel room. There's a motorcycle that's flown through the television. There um. Uh, Zach Galifianakis wakes up to his new wife, Melissa I'm McCarthy. The movie up. I don't remember this at all. Hold on. Yeah, you must have ended it quick because you were pissed. I, I don't remember any of that because it ended in the wedding, and as far as I could tell, it was a fairly happy ending. Yeah, it but might I, be I got... after the credits, then, but it definitely happened. Okay, because I definitely turned it off. Um, I don't know if you can let me turn my TV down. So, <laughs> oh, you go. I mean, this part we can edit, so just watch it real quick, and then we can cut back into our review. I'll start clapping so you know, obviously. It's no, you don't need to clap. I clap Just it. don't stop recording. I'm not recording. You did that the first episode. What? You are, you bet. Are you recording? Yeah, I'm recording. <laughs> okay. All right, so we're at the wedding. They walk through, like, into the light, and we have credits. Okay, so I'm going to fast forward through the credits here. Aha, post. Okay, so there is a post credit scene. Yep, motorcycle in the TV. Bradley Cooper's in a. hungover, I guess, which, you know, is appropriate. It is the name of the movie. Uh, there's something on fire. Galifianakis and. Melissa McCarthy are on a mattress. Ed Helms has boobs. <laughs> now monkeys come in. 
God, I hate these movies. So, oh, oh, okay. oh the monkey. The monkey is a reference from the second movie. The monkey was Leslie's oh, good. drug dealer. Like, he would he would use the monkey to sell drugs on the street. No one cares. Stop, okay? <laughs> no one cares. All right? This movie's garbage. So, where were well, they? Who cares? All right, so they're at... <laughs> They, they find out that uh, he has, uh, through Melissa McCarthy, that he's probably hired some escorts. So they call the escort service. The escort service is not willing to give up any information. So they go to see Heather Graham, who was an escort in the first movie, I believe. Yep. And then she gives them some information. I blanked out. I don't remember what she said, but they got the information they needed that he's at Caesar's Palace. So they go to Caesar's Palace and they, they can see like a strobe light on the top floor. They find out that uh, Mr. Chow has ridiculous amounts of security around here. So, um, who goes in there? Ed Hill? No, Zach Galifianakis and, and Bradley Cooper go to the roof and they kind of rappel down and it, Bradley Cooper does it smoothly. Whereas, uh, Zach falls nearly to his death, but Bradley saves him. Cause he they pushes off. The- he just says drop down and his dumb ass, like, Kicks he says, "Don't off. push off." He specifically <laughs> says not to push off, and so it's basically goes, like when we play when we play Warzone. You tell me not to do something, I do the opposite. Right. I got this. Okay, so I don't remember. They go in the this hotel room, and there's like a chase, and um, Mr. Chow parachutes out of the hotel. And, and he starts singing. So Ed, he starts singing. He starts when he flies. singing, and he flies around. And Ed Helms follows him in the car, and he ends up with landing on Ed Helms's car. Mister Chow does, and Mister Chow falls off the car. And Ed Helms thinks he's killed him, but he's still alive. So he picks him up and puts him in his trunk, which I found to be uh, poetic in its own way, because that's where they first meet him in the first movie. That's that's the the best compliment I can give them. That 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 was cyclical. It you know swings and roundabouts, full circle, feeling the flow, happy, feeling it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh just like how drive. Scream just how Scream says, you know, with the trilogy. It all goes back to the beginning. So this is the true, like the true trilogy. You always go back to your roots. So how dare you? <laughs> on this day when we found out that we may get a scream five oh my God. scream to the hangover series yes. how dare you it's a trilogy no it's not there's four <laughs> i know what i was saying at the time scream there three, better not be a fourth hangover all right what was i talking about oh my god uh so they've got mr chow in the trunk along with the gold and it, they go to meet John Goodman on a hill. And John Goodman's like, I just want to talk to Mr. Chow. They give John Goodman the gold. They back away from the car and they shoot the trunk. Or, or excuse me, John Goodman just shoots the heck out of the trunk because that's where Mr. Chow is. Well, it turns out Zach Galifianakis uh, left the, like, unlatched the seat between the back seat and the trunk so that Mr. Chow could get out. Mr. Chow then shoots uh, the um, John Goodman and his crony, and we just, and then I guess that's the end. Zach Galifianakis goes back to the pawn shop, and he takes Melissa McCarthy out on a date. We cut to the future. Uh, they're having their wedding, and then we get to the point we just talked about where there's a, a, a secret scene after the credits 
I guess, from the bachelor party for Zach Alphanakis, where uh, it's all gone horribly wrong and Ed Helms has a boob job. Uh, this movie, like, the more I talk about it, like, when I finished watching it, I was like, well, it's not as bad as The City of Lost Children. Oh, there's nothing that's bad as that movie. That's... But it's not good in any way. There is no redeeming value. It is the worst film in a series that's already trash. This is an F. I hate this movie. Like, <laughs> I was thinking D-, minus, but just recapping it stole my spirit. Stole my will yes. to live. I was hoping for an F. Let me put that straight into the Excel sheet. <laughs> Wait, I... So imagine, like, okay, here's a good comparison. You've watched Psycho, and you gave it like a C, right? Which doesn't matter in the canon of this podcast. But then you watch Psycho 2, and you gave it like a D minus, or a D plus, or a flat D in the Ds. What if I made you watch another Psycho movie? That's what happened to me. I watched <laughs> A movie I didn't like already, which the first hangover is like a D, D minus tops. And then you made me watch this. This movie's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was at least short. It at least wasn't 200 and some odd minutes. You're lucky that you never have to watch Stay because as bad as this was, Stay is worse. Stay is, stay is worse. Didn't somebody who listens to our podcast say they also seen stay was that scott no because i asked him if he's seen it because i went to the theater to see it and i think i must have been with my brother mm. and he whoever i went with i thought it was scott but he says it wasn't Somebody's we both left and it, knowing that this was terrible yeah i'm glad i don't have to it's awful. It. thank god yeah you dodged a bullet. Well, this has been Film Soliloquy. This is a bonus episode. I don't know if I'll make another bet with you. You want to make another bet right now? What kind of bet you want to make? <laughs> we'll figure it out. Hell, we may ask. I got some trash. Bet's gonna be. I need you to watch. Well, Listen, anyway. I'm going to tell you straight up. I'm going to tell you straight up. If we make, when we make another bet, because I'm sure it will happen. When we make another bet, your movie will be the third Harold and Kumar. And I hate, I loathe that movie. It is terrible. I thought I hated Super Troopers too, and then I rewatched the third Hera and Kumar again, and yeah, by far, that's terrible. So you will you yeah. will watch that movie. Okay, you're gonna get Cycle Four then. We're just gonna compete. <laughs> All right. No, I wouldn't give you Cycle Four because I actually I like Cycle Four. I'm gonna find something that'll just flat out ruin your day. BBC the, Pride and Prejudice. Six hours of just madness. The City of Lost Children, the sequel? Or like the prequel? What if they made a prequel? No. Oh. no! <laughs> Don't put that in the air. <laughs> Alright, well, this is... Uh, this is Film Soliloquy. We'll be back with another regular episode at some point where we're going to review... Uh, uh, what was it? Um, Think Like a Man and Virtuosity. But until then, uh, have a good evening... Good morning, whatever the hell it is. <laughs> good morning, good evening, and good night. Yeah.
Yeah, like we always do at this time I go for mine and made plans for yours Cause I got the shine Go bar for bar, go line for line Like Kobe in 99, I'm so close to prime Bad bitch by my side, I'm so close behind We living in a moment, there's no post to bind You think there was a deal that I'm supposed to sign The gang's just a mountain that I'm supposed to climb I remember, man, 11 years old when I made it to go Up in Fayetteville, I related to cold Fresh bubble jacket, shit, I hated the cold But when winter come around, we would play in the snow They had enough North Sway, so I made it to